0: This is episode number 355 with the ladies of Cruella. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. everyone? I am so jazzed up for this one. I'll tell you why. We've got two sisters on. They came in live in the Greatness Studios, Jahan and Yasmin, the sisters of Cruella. And I told them that I listened to one of their songs on repeat over and over many days when I was writing the School of Greatness book, the book that so many of you have and love. And they're a big inspiration behind it because I just fell in love with these girls. Um, and I got to meet them a few months ago, and I said i got to get them on. So we're bringing them on today. And if you don't know who Cruella is, they are the electropunk sister duo who have grown into symbols of female empowerment. Now, with heavy rock and dance influences, the girls first burst into the scene with their Play Hard EP in 2011 – And they were one of the few female dance groups to secure major club residencies and festival appearances. And with the platinum hit Alive under their belt, the evolution into a live rock and dance hybrid act continues into 2016 as they prepare to release their second album. These girls are incredible. I was just blown away by everything that they're about, everything that they said that you're about to hear right now. And some of the main things we covered were... Why people don't see the arts as a legitimate career and how they overcame that stigma growing up. Also, they recently went through a breakup in their, in their band and in their group and they talk about how they emotionally handled the breakup of it and what they dealt with going through in their careers through this process. They then talk about the careers that Jahan and Yasmin wanted to pursue before they started their music career, their top fears as their success grows, how to find peace of mind when there's so much going on, so much attention, so much travel, so much music making, and everything's happening at once, and so much more. They said at the end that this is one of their favorite interviews they've ever done, and I love that because I feel like we really went a lot of great places. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. I am super excited to bring them on and share with you their wealth of wisdom and knowledge and their incredible joy. They're incredible human beings. So I hope you guys make sure to follow them, connect with them. Uh, go download a live right now. This is the song again that I played over and over when I was writing a school of greenness book. So go download that. I love the acoustic version, which I just played on YouTube over and over and uh, it's, it's mesmerizing. So go check them out, follow them, subscribe to them, go see them live And make sure to check out the full show notes at lewishouse.com slash 355. Check out the full video interview there as well. And share this with your friends. Tweet it out. lewishouse.com slash 355. Share the video, the show notes, the audio, and get ready to connect with the one, the only, Cruella. Welcome, everyone, back to School of Greatness Podcast. Very excited about our guest. We have Cruella in the house. Thanks for coming in, ladies. Thanks for having having us. 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 I'm super excited. Uh, You know, about a year ago, I actually came out with this book about seven months ago. And for the year prior to that, I was working on it like consistently, every day, grinding away, probably like how you would with an album in the studio. And there was one song... That I would put on YouTube, and Tiff knows about this, it was on YouTube constantly during this time, and can you guys guess what the song was? And it was a video.
1: Is it one of ours?
0: It's one of yours. Oh, this is
1: exciting. Can you guess? It was something that had to keep you motivated, you're saying?
0: It was a song that I just really loved.
1: And it was in the background as you were typing away? I would put it on repeat
0: for days.
2: If you're going to say "Alive," I'm like, how did you work with that on repeat? (laughs) Because it's so high energy.
0: It's alive! It's the acoustic version. Oh, the
1: acoustic oh. version! The
0: acoustic live version. Oh I feel like God. it's like one of my favorite songs. to, For some reason, just stay motivated and inspired and in the zone.
1: I'm honored. I so mean, you I really love had, the like, original. One ear on the song, and then you were typing. I and like I listen how to how like do
0: do house music while I'm like typing. I just get in the zone somehow and I'm like working at, uh, or working out. I just can just focus. And but your song like put me in a trance it I'm just so always good. made me inspired cool. so you. you were behind me writing my book and, and having that come to life so that I feels appreciate incredible thank you all the energy and the work you put in with the, your music it's making an impact so thank you. um and when i when i met you guys i was like i have to get these girls on because I met you. you guys at Adam uh, in Q's mm-hmm. event a few months back, and I was like, all right, we got to make this happen. So I'm glad we, we made it happen. We know too many happen. of the same people bound to happen. I'm glad we made it happen. And I saw Gary Vee had you on like a week yes. ago. And I was like, dang it, he had you on first. But we live in the good. same city. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, so thanks for writing that song and making that happen You're welcome for me and for the world. <laughs> Thank you for Think. writing the book now. Yeah, yeah exactly. seriously. I'll get yes. you a copy. Cool. What, uh, how did that song, was that kind of like the big hit for you guys? Was that like the breakthrough Song that like put you guys on the map, or was it another song before then?
2: It was definitely the mainstream song that right, put us right. on the map. There yeah. were a couple others before that that were the underground viral yeah, yeah, yeah. things, but that one really put us on the mainstream That's outside cool. of the EDM bubble map. Right, right,
0: right. Yes. cool And was that like a top ten in the on the radio, or what was that like? I think it
2: was top ten radio. Um, wow. I only know this because we were following religiously on the charts. This was the first time Everybody. it had ever happened to us. And I think we made it to like 32 on the billboard charts. And it was really a really, really exciting time
0: for us. Amazing. And you guys were like 19, 20 then or what?
2: I was 20 when the song came out.
0: Wow. So I was 22. Was
2: I? Yes. 20 when the song came out and then it started charting
1: maybe... When I was 21 and you were 23. I stopped keeping track of age at 21. <laughs> yeah. Like everything it after It blurs that. together.
0: And both of you didn't go to college, right? I did. for-, did for I
1: was close to graduating University really? of Illinois at Chicago.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Senior senior year, out you for dropped out Senior year you dropped out?
1: I don't really know what year it would be right, right. because I took time off. Like I went to community college first, took some gotcha. time off, went to university. Um, so I don't really know Too technically- How many credits away from graduating yeah, um, were you? Do you know? I don't know that either, but I do plan on going back someday. Really? Like, say, maybe in a couple decades.
0: <laughs> you didn't go at all, huh?
1: No, I did not go at all to college, but I really love school. I
2: loved everything mm. about school. I mean, I loved Cruella more, which is why this happened, but yeah. I definitely want to go back to school someday.
0: Wow. Okay. And who was uh, the most influential person in your guys' lives growing up? Was it the same person for each of you or different?
1: Uh, it's like someone we know personally. Yeah, who's
0: the most influential person in your life growing up?
1: Um, I would, I was actually catching up with my girlfriend. I was telling you about Sylvia. Um, she's a high school girlfriend, so I've known her for 10 years. Um, I was talking to her last night Mm -hmm. and when I was talking to her, I was like, you are a huge reason I am the way I am. Like my, just everything from my behavior to, um, just the way I look at life. Because at that age, when we met at 16, you're so malleable Mm -hmm. and you're so easily influenced by people you meet and you kind of pick up on certain character traits and i really think that she influenced me and i i'm i'm the way i am because of her
0: what is it about her that you love the most
1: i was really shy before i met her and watching her interact and i couldn't talk to boys before i met her (laughs) so watching her interact and seeing her confidence with people um kind of it was a model for me to see how i can just you know stand up for myself and speak Mm. my mind and like communicate with guys it's because we were raised in a really sheltered household so i was always like it felt like kind of Men just, are off
0: limits. It, yeah, really. it's not Even like in, that in anymore. High you know? no. Date no. Guys in high school. So
1: I didn't really know how to talk to guys without oh. getting really giddy or shy or.
0: <laughs> Interesting, you know, I I didn't know how to talk. I wanted to talk to girls, but I was so I didn't have the confidence either. And when I was sixteen, was it sixteen when you started yeah. talking to guys? It was about sixteen <laughs> when I started like finally going out there and talking to girls. And I remember I gave myself a challenge in a summer from sixteen to seventeen. Where I said I'm sick and tired of feeling like rejected all the time and not having the confidence to go up and say hi to girls. So one summer I um every single day I made a commitment to myself that I was gonna go up to any girl that gave me butterflies. I had to go up and say hi. <laughs> oh,
1: that's it was like fantastic. a game I played. Yeah. yeah, it was like a game. That's I was great.
0: like every day I have to go up and ask her for a number and just say hi and ask for a number. And at the end of the summer I felt like I could talk to anyone. You know, it was kind of the first thing. No matter of weeks. the rejection yeah, or yeah, it was just or like anything. whatever, people are gonna reject me and it's just like, who cares? That's you know? great. I got over that fear. Yeah. And it, it changed my life, you it's know, practice. it's all yeah. practice and putting yourself out there. I mean, that's crazy. And so what about you? Who was the most influential in your life?
2: I do have to say, I'm super close with our mom now, but mm. growing up, our dad was my everything. Really? I, Why? Mean, I was so much like him. I was the baby of the family and I'm the baby. yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. He would just include me in everything he did. And I feel like I learned so much about him from work ethic to, just the mental state you are in when you're trying to focus on things and I respect him so much. He's wow. he's definitely my hero.
0: What's the biggest lesson about the mental side of things that he taught you?
2: Well, watching him grow from um I think our parents got divorced when he was fifty, I would say. How old were you guys? Um sixteen. Okay. And but the same age for me when
0: my parents divorced. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it was a really hard time for both of our parents, but watching both of their transformations from going from that horrible mess to to growing out of it and becoming a better person Mm. because of it. Both of them or your dad? Yes. They've both grown so much since, and they're both amazing now. That's great. Just watching that is... You can control your mental state so much if you really put your mind to it. And our father really
0: put his mind to it. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And was your dad more influential for you growing up or your mom, you think?
1: Um, I think I was just in my own world growing up. (laughs) I was really... Yeah, I think I was so caught up in just stupid teenage – I shouldn't say stupid because it's something we all experience, <laughs> right, right. but mm. caught up in feeling accepted and mm. trying to fit in. So I was kind of – uh I would say I was in this little bubble and mm. just kind of unaware, oblivious to what was going on in the family and I didn't really have – uh, family values that I do now. Right. Even though so important. You didn't have family values then. Um, it, I mean to show up at dinner, for example, every night gotcha. I did that kind of stuff, but I didn't, I think I took my parents for granted growing up because I was just so focused on things like, you know, who I am and what you're where I, Yeah. Or, what's or, yeah. stupid kind of petty stuff when you look back, but yeah. stuff can't that really seemed like the, the that world age. when you're a teenager, like what your identity, what your purpose is in life, stuff I still
0: think about too. Right. I think a lot of us go through that though. I mean, I didn't, I took my parents for granted all the time, you know? Did you? Or were you, were you kind of like a, I, always there with your parents?
2: I don't know. I loved everything about our family. I definitely was in my own world. I'm uh, in the same way. I think I holed up in my room and just sat on the computer <laughs> right, right. or read my books and didn't communicate with my family enough. But, I think I put them first always. Mm. I don't know. Because I, I always was the person who said, if, I don't want to regret anything if I yeah. ever lose them tomorrow. I, right. And obviously, I, I wasn't perfect as a child. I think there were so many times Wait, where I neglected it wasn't, it wasn't. I, I definitely neglected things that I shouldn't have when I was like mm. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, maybe even 19. But sure. now it's like, num- our family is our first thing, that's no cool. matter what.
0: Yeah, you said most of them all came out here.
2: Yeah.
1: With you guys, yeah. yeah, yeah you Cause we're that close. It. We're trying that's to get fair. our mom out here.
0: She's the last remaining. Why one in is she Chicago. waiting? What's she holding I don't out know. To?
1: You should tell her on
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mom. Get out here. Yes. I mean, exactly. that's, that's
1: what, as I've gotten older, I realized that. This whole notion of, you know, as you get older, you part ways with people and it's just normal to live mm-hmm. separately from your social group that you grew up with or your family. And I just want to rebel against that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have to follow this idea, this, that's, you know, that we're socialized to think. At a young age, that you just separate. Yeah, and I mean
0: that's just mostly in American culture, right? It like is. in South America, you know, children live together until they're thirty or forty, right, with their parents. Which is beautiful. Be <laughs> it's-, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's nothing wrong with it, I don't think. Um, but we've just been so conditioned, you know. That yeah, way.
1: exactly. So but what we're trying to do is just get everyone out here I like because that. I think it makes your life so rich having family dinners every weekend. You know. and- yeah.
0: One of the things I wanna do is is bring everyone out here as well and just have like a compound where I have like different homes on one plot. I love that.
2: Like different That's guest true. houses. So is your like, whole family so, in Ohio still? Uh
0: some are in Ohio, some are in North Carolina. Uh, yeah. It's far. My mom's in Illinois. So but I would like to have My own space, but, but to have them be able to like walk across the lawn (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like, you know, hang out or whatever I want to. So that That would be the life. It would be the life. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of the reasons I'm driven to build my own empire to be able to create that. So that's beautiful. In the end, we
2: do everything for our families. I mean, I think I can't remember who I read, like someone tweeted this amazing thing the other day and I'm so sorry. I can't remember who, so I can't give credit, but they said, you're never really done working until your parents are done working. Mm. And that's so true. If if I were to to stop hustling now, both of us, I would always think I didn't set my parents up. Right. I didn't give them the world. That's mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the main reasons I am motivated. Mm-hmm. They
0: gave us the world. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they brought yeah. us into this world, and we have an incredible opportunity to experience life. And I feel like it's our yes responsibility to give back as well. Yes, yeah. agreed. When did you guys start uh, singing and being into music?
1: We're, we grew up in a really musical household. Um, uh-huh. Our parents didn't play instruments, but they're always playing music mm. in the living room, like on long road trips, whether it was moving from Texas, which is where we were born, mm. to Northbrook, and which is the suburb of Chicago. What suburb is that? What, is
0: that?
1: It's
2: north, north of the city, 20 northwest? minutes north. It's almost like a straight shot oh, straight north. north. Yeah. I,
0: I lived in Arlington Heights for a Oh, summer. we know where oh, that wow. is. Oh, yeah. close to where you guys are? Yeah, were you there? I was studying. I was doing like an internship my senior year in college. Oh, nice for what? Like a sports, in, in a, a nice. sports marketing oh, place. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, that's you know, such a small world. My buddy lives in Arlington yeah. Heights, and I stay with him. And we yeah. know
2: exactly where that is. Yeah, yep. right
0: next to Schaumburg. Uh huh. Yup. We were like go to the Taste of the Fourth of July. The Taste was amazing.
1: Oh, like Taste of Chicago. Taste of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. then we'd go to Wrigley Games or the games at Wrigley Field and watch the Cubs. The festivals are amazing
1: in Chicago. Oh yeah. It was one of
0: the best summers. It's a very
1: community-based city. It's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Take the in and it was just like uh-huh. yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, so what did I ask you guys? <laughs> so,
1: oh, we'll we, we went it. off on we a went tangent. It, <laughs> went from food to yes. music, which happens often, right?
0: Um, so so started- yeah, we
1: grew up in a household yes. that was just you know there was always music playing, mm-hmm. and because we're half Pakistani, our dad was born yeah. in Pakistan, our mom is American European. Um, we grew up on this really eclectic music.
0: That's cool. So
1: we grew up on Bollywood music. That's and cool. even though we don't speak Hindi or understand uh-huh. it, we'd always have to have our dad translate for us. We'd be like, what are we saying? Janam samjaguro. And we're like, we're <laughs> repeating these lyrics that are total gibberish to us. Right. And we'd have him translate.
0: That's funny. And then
1: our mom was always into like heavy stuff back in the day, you know, Pink Floyd, Led uh-huh. Zeppelin. Um, and then because, of our generation we grew up on the internet Uh so we always had like we were there from the birth of blogs and it and also like limewire in these music sharing oh yeah (laughs) oh my god God, i spent hours on that that. (laughs) so that but i give so much credit to limewire for shaping my music Mm. taste because at my fingertips i could search any song right and I was really into I went through a phase where I was is really like, Is Lime like Napster
0: or what is this? Yeah, yeah. it was
1: oh, right okay. around the same time. Gotcha. You gotcha. could get any, any obscure song. indie song and it shaped my taste because I could collect uh-huh. this music from you know, one song from one indie <laughs> artist and um because of that access, I mm. we grew up on everything. So pretty much every genre you can imagine, from right. pop to heavy metal to to Bollywood music, like right. I said, to emo indie New wave. 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did
0: you guys start singing then?
1: We started singing when we met Chris, who we started Cruella with in mm-hmm. 2007. But you're
0: no longer with anymore, right? We're not right. with him anymore.
1: Yep. But that, was that was in high school? That was in high school. Yes, she was, I was a baby. Freshman.
0: Wow. You were I junior think then, a junior then?
1: She was a senior when I was a freshman. Wow. Just because you were a
2: youngin' in your grade. Were you yeah. the youngest in your grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we started singing long before that. Though. But that's I mean, when it became a It thing. was It yeah. was a like, oh, prof- more of a
1: professional thing around them, but we were... I was in choir. Goofing pretty much off. In my life. I was yeah. in choir in my
0: whole life too. Really? My parents were opera majors at Ohio State. Oh my and god. And so music was a huge part of our lives. Although I was the youngest, so my three older siblings were more involved in music. I was more involved in sports. My brother's actually the number one jazz violinist in the world. That's so he gross. played with Les Paul for ten years in in New York oh, and travels the world and Happy so I was always Island. around it. You did? Six years. There you go. I was first chair. There you go. Yeah. I like it. So impressive.
1: So it was always a part of our life. That's cool. But yeah. we never I think growing up, one another thing we're socialized to think is that anything that's in the arts kind of seems like it can't really be a legitimate career. And right. I think that's also how you grow up and what kind of school mm-hmm. you go to and mm-hmm. what your cha- what your parenting is like. But um I grew up kind of thinking it seems like some fantasy. That it just seems so unrealistic. You gotta to to, sing and have a
0: career. Yeah,
1: to you know, it just seemed like something. Oh, you have to like grow up in Hollywood or in LA mm-hmm. to have a career in that. So I think part of it was the chemistry of meeting Chris and meeting someone who complemented our writing and our voices. That was a huge part of you actually can help seeing package this. package and yeah, yeah, make seeing your this as a life. product. Yeah,
0: interesting. So you guys were doing, were producing songs when you were in high school. Then mm-hmm. you're producing like underground songs at the time, or.
2: Yeah, we made so many songs from the year 2007 to 2011 that never came out. Oh,
0: really? Yes. It's just kind of like practice reps, that's what I call yeah. that. Yeah.
2: We put them up on MySpace at one point <laughs> right, right. to be taken down <laughs> almost
0: immediately cuz they sure. were
2: not so great. But 2011 is 11 is when we first really released music. That was our debut even though we had been a band for years before were that were you
0: playing in chicago like underground scene for a while or were you
1: we had our some, like, first house parties or no more like one person at a bar oh everything. yeah <laughs> it, it was really bad in the beginning i think
2: w- what's the manor was our no, first i've been to manor in I chicago
0: the club with like three <laughs> oh, different levels or i saw fairy course in there really in 2004 or 2003 That's and insane. it blew my mind i was like just jamming for hours like in a trance with this guy it was unbelievable That's great. It's cool. i saw paul can there one time fairy course and yeah
2: oh yeah i used well, to be
0: so into that stuff
2: we were at the i think we were playing at the top level where yeah. everyone doesn't go like, our
0: way <laughs> they're kind <laughs> of and go, they're in and out it's like and i remember <laughs> the in
2: and out room. <laughs> so nervous. what year was this this was 2011 i think it was about okay. a, um, a month or maybe even two weeks after we first released
1: music. It was yeah. one of our first DJ shows. It was our first it was our, DJ. one of our first times so DJing. Blank,
0: and- you're DJing and you're singing.
1: No, we, we were just the DJing time. then.
0: Gotcha. You weren't singing. Not yet. Gotcha. Me yeah, so- and
1: I had just learned how to DJ because we at, <laughs> we first were songwriters, uh-huh. and then when we started releasing music, we didn't think it would hit. We didn't think it would click. We were kind of just like experimenting. So when we saw that we actually were garnering this audience, this small audience. We were like, shit, how do we perform this? It's electronic Uh music. Um. And then we realized that we – and that's what kind of prompted us to learn how to DJ. Wow. It lit a fire under our ass to be like, hey, we have to learn how to and perform this. You can kind this. of make it's, money
0: with DJ- DJing, right? You're like, course. maybe we can do shows and but do something it, with this. It also yeah. made
2: more sense. We couldn't just get up there and sing for five uh-huh. people. It's so much easier to get up there and DJ for five uh-huh. people because it's just more inclusive. Nobody's like, I don't care about this chick singing <laughs> at me right now. Right. I just want to dance. So it's def- it was a, d- a foot in the door also.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So how long were you guys doing that for?
2: We were just DJing until, when was Australia? That was 2012, November 2012. Twelve. I, I, I try think. and keep like the timeline straight. But yeah. <laughs> um, so for about a year, we were strictly G- DJing. And then we incorporated the live vocals. And mm. then just about a year and a half ago, we incorporated a band. So it's been an evolution of the show for years So now. it's a
0: band. You're singing, DJing, and it's a And band. we have a guitarist
2: yeah. and drummer. And I'm sure that will evolve in time as well. I mean, this is the first step of the band.
0: I'm excited to watch it now live. Yes. This is going to be amazing. Wow. Okay. Um, So what happened to you when the Alive kind of took off and other songs kind of took off and you started getting popularity? What happened (laughs) after that? When you were kind of like we this just underground touring nonstop. Really? Nonstop. Yeah. Was it like everyone wanted you on the tours or what What happened? I think we played over 200
1: shows one year. It's so like war tours.
0: It's to... like which tours?
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> I wish. But yeah,
2: that would be We had cool. our own headlining true. tour oh, in great. 2013. And that was amazing. One of the best tour experiences we've ever had. And your then, tour. It was your own tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was wow. North America. Immediately after that, we went to Europe, Asia. South America. South America. And then we came back to America and did another entire North American tour. Mm. Within eight months of each other, we did two headlining huge North American wow. tours.
1: And so we were touring almost every day of our lives, it felt like. Yeah. And then we when we really came back break, to LA for like a three-day, five-day break, we were in the studio because mm-hmm. we were trying to make
0: the were next in this salad. building. Yeah. No, we, we were in this <laughs> building. That's funny. yeah. Wow. Okay. So it
1: didn't really – like when you talk about a live – I don't think it really hit us mm. because
0: You're already we you were touring. We were
1: touring and we were so caught up in what's next mm-hmm. and how to maintain touring and maintain our sanity on the road. Mm-hmm. So I think it didn't we didn't really get a moment to be like, hey, like congratulations guys and to, you know, the other two members and say like, hey, we did it, what we worked on mm-hmm. for so long. And I think that's kind of our mentality. Like Yasmin and I are always, like when we, before we released the EP, Yasmin and I were like, let's plan an EP release party. We've never done that before with our, you know, the people we've worked with and our friends and just put together some really cool creative yeah. party, invite some fran- fa- uh, fans too. And we never did it. When it when the EP was dropped, we were like, we'll do it for the album. So that's kind of our mentality mm. where we never really like celebrate in that sense where we feel like the work is done. Really? There's Yeah, because we're always on to what's next. Yeah. That's kind of, Sad if you think about it. <laughs> we have other ways of celebrating yes. where I'm it's sure like you're yeah. celebrating
0: Every night when you're touring, you're like, partying yeah, yeah. feels
1: like that. It really like, does. it's
0: amazing. You're like, <laughs> hugging, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Interesting. That's not to say
1: we don't appreciate it because I, I wake up yeah. and I'm grateful every single day because mm-hmm. I, as cliche as it sounds, I feel like I'm living a dream. Like at 16 years old, living, like I could have, I never thought that living in California, working
0: on music and that
1: being my career, could have in front of yeah. tens of
0: thousands of fans, yeah. right? How many people show up usually at a, on a tour?
1: Depends what kind of tour it is.
2: The Get Wet tour that we did in 2013 and the following tour happened a couple, that happened a couple of years, wow, months later was in front of like three, one to three thousand people Mm -hmm. a night. But this, September, the sweatbox tour is going to be a smaller scale, mm. kind of back to our roots is what we're trying to yeah. do. We're, we're touring mostly in like punk rock venues and stuff. It's cool. If you've ever heard of Churchill's in Miami, it's like a classic punk rock venue okay. and we're rocking those venues and it's going to be three to 500 people. Mm. And then after that, we're going to go back to a bigger tour, but we just wanted to get back into our own headlining tour. Really targeting those main core, we call them our core crew—the sure. people who were there from day one. They're our ride or dies. They, right. They'll do anything for us. We'll do anything for them. Those are the people we want in those rooms, and then we'll move sure. on from there.
0: That's cool. Yeah. What was the dream always to be singers or to be musicians, or?
2: It was, I mean, a dream, as, yes, but as
0: kids growing up, did you guys talk about that a lot? Were you like, "This would be amazing," or did it just kind of start unfolding?
1: I think it unfolded. Mm-hmm. I don't think yes. I mean, I. Talked about this as kids at all, as in like let's make this our career. This is our
0: vision. This is our plan. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think we're kind of as a kid. Like I was always floating to kind of going from like just discovering myself, mm-hmm. going from thinking I was going to be a graphic designer to you know even when I started college, like you know going into you know I was studying theory, like mass media theory, like completely opposite of what we're doing now because it's very like theoretical and less creative. But, um, and then Yasmin, you even wanted to go into engineering when you were a kid. Really?
2: Yeah. I wanted to go into industrial engineering. Why? I love how things work. I, I still do. Yeah. Huh. And, and I don't know how that was my thing. And now this is my thing, but I feel like both are <laughs> still both are me, mm. but just different phases in life. Sure. Yeah. I feel like
1: that's part of growing up though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And I know few people who, like, I, like, I, one of my other good friends, Alex, she's, um, she does horse training and she's a painter. Those are two things she did since five years old, since wow. I've known her. And there's so few people like that who have really stuck to something and focused their entire life. Like, 20 years later, she's doing that.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm always reinventing myself or doing something new, or I feel like I need to learn a new skill constantly, too. To I feel, feel like, like I excited, might be like you know? that, too. Like, I'm I so excited get a little bored if I'm like, yeah, if I've mastered something, it's like,' all right, I want to master something else, yeah, you know? I just
2: bought a camera two days ago. I'm what so kind of ex- camera it's a Canon power shot
0: what do we what do we have do we have one of those or no we do have one of those?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i I, I just want to start learning how to take photos, yeah, it was always i we were all in art classes, like our sister as well in high school and all that stuff, and I always looked at photography like this foreign thing that I didn't understand. I love painting and drawing, mm-hmm. but photography was like. I don't know. I don't get it. And now over the years, we have this friend, Rory, who's starting to teach me how to take photos. I've watched his photos change and develop and all these other photographers we know. And I'm like, dang it. I could have been doing amazing. that. Yeah. I want to learn how to do that. That's so cool. That's my newest
0: thing. So you guys both have a lot of tattoos. How many tattoos do you guys each have?
1: They kind of all blend together. So can it all count as one?
0: <laughs> they all See,
1: don't. like, <laughs> yeah, like this... I have one on my back, which attaches to like. Let's see, which one is this? I don't even know what I'm pointing a, to. Is this six date. eight ten? Yep. Yes, yeah, six eight ten came first. Then the rose came around. That was it. the first
0: one. The six t- eight ten was you the
1: first tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yasmin yes, I mean, yeah. got it for me for my 21st birthday. Was oh, you it paid for 22nd it for her. birthday, yeah. yeah. Did What's you get out? one
0: as well? I
2: got the same one in a different font. And
0: that is that the day you guys joined that's the band? It's our dedication
2: or? day. So we had been a band since 2007, but 2006 uh, eight ten. June 8th, 2010 was the dedication day. Jahan dropped out of college. Yeah. Wow.
0: You said we're committed to this. Yes. Right? Yeah.
2: It was a couple of days after I graduated high school. Wow. So it was, it was the date we all, when Chris was in the group, we all three decided this is going to be the no turning back day. Who knows what's going to happen? We might not go anywhere, but we're going to try at least. Wow.
0: So, Did yeah. he get a tattoo as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and our involved. manager, Nathan, our other manager. Wow. Yeah. Is
0: that awkward that he's not in the group anymore? He started the tattoo? No, I don't it's a, think so. It's more of a symbol so. of It like is a symbol.
2: I think he took this amazing risk with us. Mm-hmm. We were like the three inseparable people, and we took this incredible risk together. Mm-hmm. You can't erase something like that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it changed his whole life, too, and he gets to make right. music now, and that's right. brilliant. That he's he gets doing to his do thing. He's exactly.
0: Really, yeah. yeah, He's really gifted and talented. He's so talented, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So what was that like when you guys... I guess kind of broke up, or we're going through the hardships—the divorce, yeah—the you know, divorce of the band. I mean, I can only imagine—you know—you guys build something together and have these experiences that are unbelievable, and then there's this tension, and for whatever reason, things aren't working out. How did you guys emotionally handle that? Because I can only imagine um, what that would feel like, and how did that help your creative process in making music? Did that frustration, you know, curate that, or did it kind of hold you guys back in any way?
1: I think to answer your first question about how you handle handle how we handled it emotionally, I think it kind of created this anxiety in me mm. that I never had before. It's I never considered myself to be an anxious person, so it it really showed how certain events in life can trigger that or like open this new mm. area of your mind right. that I never felt before. Um, but if any, I I don't regret anything, as in I feel like everything is meant to happen for a reason. So I feel like. We're probably all in a healthier situation, mentally healthier situation now. Healthier is in our relationships too, and I think it was really it, it was helpful creatively in the sense that um, it allowed us to focus more on storytelling with our songwriting, mm. and also tapping into experiences with cool. our songwriting as well. And
0: do you feel like you weren't using you weren't creatively storytelling before this?
1: Not as
2: much. We weren't able to reach this really vulnerable place in our storytelling, songwriting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Maybe because we had never felt anything as deeply as that. I think it was, I mean, as much as we're cool with it now, when it happened, it was very traumatic for that the both imagine. of us. And I, I will say there were moments where we were both emotional wrecks and I mean, now we're cool and it's great to be able to look back on that and reflect yeah. and not feel any bitterness or sadness, but... Yeah, I think that we reached this, and, it, and the fact that we went through it together, because we're writing all our music together, sometimes it's hard to, to talk about an I when there's another person you're writing music with, but we go through every single thing in our yeah, lives yeah. together. Sure. And that was the biggest thing that had ever happened to either of us, and we got to share that experience, talk about how it affected us, and I remember another thing, we were in... um Asia on tour somewhere and we were having one of our favorite free breakfasts. We live for those hotel, hotel free breakfasts. Amazing, right? yes. And we were just sitting there talking about how we don't want what happened to us to make us jaded in this music industry, but how it's going to be so hard to trust people in this industry again and how as long as we have each other, we're cool. I mean, sure. that's, I mean, we have each other's backs, but it's going to be hard to look at everything through rose colored glasses. Is that the
0: yeah, yeah. phrase? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because there's a lot of instances that we all go through that close our hearts, that make us guarded and close, mm-hmm. close minded to other people or situations. And for you to say that is really, tells me a lot about your character that you're like essentially saying, I'm going to open my heart more, even though I was hurt or this was like the most anxiety, an- anxiety, anxiety <laughs> situation I've had. But I'm going to stay open and not be jaded. I think it's really incredible. It speaks to your to Midwestern try. hearts. Oh, yeah. That's Chicago. <laughs> we have to try
2: to be that way, though, because oh, I
0: know sure. that
1: we both – you're the most skeptical person. <laughs> She's I like already got- – <laughs> I, I think I'm naturally a more guarded person. Mm-hmm. Um, so – and it, it's maybe a way of protecting myself. So sure. I do have to go through – I have to remind myself. I mean I have this tattoo which says love, all hate, and untrust for you. Um. Hmm. But it's something like I have to find a way to open my heart and be to see everyone as someone I can love, but also at the same time really protect myself. And it's hard mm-hmm. to
2: we balance, find the each, balance other, uh, right, each other out though. I think because I think yeah. you protect us in that way, mm. but I'm the naive one who's like, let's yeah, find the anything. best in everybody. <laughs> and I think we find our middle ground and we check each other on that stuff. Like, there's probably so many people that you've told me like, what let's let's be careful yeah. or like whatever and it, it turned out to be super right and i'm thankful that we can have that yeah the yin and the
0: yang, yang the, or exactly
1: because yeah. yeah, i'm sure my instincts are wrong oh you did yeah we just got yin yang no way.
0: <laughs> Yeah. oh well, there you go see yeah. i don't
1: even know what side it's on god <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't
0: remember where i was bleeding on the side of my body. <laughs> <laughs> this one these
1: actually didn't hurt didn't hurt at all no, this was nothing really yeah, the yeah. neck It's, it was in like a a more, maybe my neck is just ripped now from headbanging on (laughs) tour that I don't (laughs) feel anything. Which by the way, we shouldn't do anymore because Corey from Slipknot had to get neck surgery. That's why the show was, yeah. From headbanging. From
2: headbanging?
1: Terrifying. Like I feel like, uh, like when I found out about that, I was like, God, that would change my life That's if horrible. i had to go through
0: a well, also your like vocal that. cords if you're like swinging around that much oh, God. i don't think your vocal cords like that <laughs> i mean
1: it probably explains my vocal
0: issues <laughs> I mean, just imagine the. i mean the oh, totally yeah it's i mean i'll probably
1: have neck arthritis in five years
0: well unless you stop right now <sighs> i know and start doing some yoga it's so
1: primal though do you do yoga
0: i do a lot of acro yoga with my what girlfriend yeah yoga. yeah acro yoga i'll show you afterwards. with your girlfriend yeah like together like, oh, like, like sexy on.
1: yoga yeah, I guess it's actually, Ooh, that's I mean, awesome. It's
0: like she's doing a handstand on my hands in the air, like in splits and yeah, different like acrobatic types. That stuff. is yeah. incredible. I'll show you photos and videos. Yeah, nice. It's fun. That you guys should so do it. Cool. There's some other stuff that's not as complicated. Okay. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah love I am. Like your hands, the like second
1: a, you say handstand, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I it
0: can't crack But my yoga. Neck. Here's the thing. I go through phases in yoga. Sometimes I'll do it like every day for a while, and other times it's like years when I won't do it. But I always feel more grounded and centered when I'm doing it. Hmm. I always feel more flexible. Mentally and emotionally and physically when I do it. I, and you
1: meditate too, right?
0: I meditate. I use, every day? I, I mean, I want to, but I don't do it every day. I mean, if I, I'm lying, if I say I am, but I do it often and usually before I go to bed and in the morning, for 10 minutes, I use an app called Headspace. Yep. Yeah. It's I've done it. Yeah. It's amazing, right? I've had Jake the, the founder on it on here and he's incredible, but I think it's, and I always feel more grounded when I do that too. You know, I feel clearer. I don't react as much to people or situations.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. So I haven't, it hasn't clicked for me yet. Like I tried, I tried It'll meditating for like two for weeks. Yeah. yeah. I find that I was look, looking at, actually, I don't wear a watch, but I was like wanting to know what time it was. Yeah. And I know that's not, I haven't had, I know it's good for you and I want
0: to, mm-hmm. I want you to You tried Headspace? Out.
1: I did. There's like
0: five minute ones too you can do. I think
1: them, my right mind here. is just, al- I'm, I have a racing mind. I've too, always had head. a racing mind and I think I'm always thinking about like, hey, this is my 10 minutes to just think about stuff.
0: <laughs> if you work out, do you <laughs> work out often? I do. Yeah. Really? And your yeah. mind still races? If you do exhaust yourself,
1: um, yeah, oh yeah. Wow,
0: what's your workout of choice?
1: Um, I run a few times a week. I run our dog. Like I was telling you, we have a pit yeah. bull. She needs to be worked out. I hike. I do CrossFit sometimes.
0: <laughs> I used to do amateur
1: crossfit. amateur CrossFitter though. So <laughs> yeah, I can't do those handstand pushups. Are you
0: a CrossFitter too?
1: No, I'm a boxer.
0: Wow, I like kickboxing.
1: I I do some
2: kickboxing do in my boxing, but my coach has been a boxing coach for thirty years, wow. and she's a. Beast, and it is like my meditation. That's cool. I it, it's my therapy. I don't, I don't ever imagine myself not doing this anymore. Mm. I just started four, four months ago, five months it's ago. It's amazing, right? The I'm feeling. so in love with it. That's cool. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> What's your guys' biggest fear? You know, you've had this success so far, this recognition. You're on tour. You've got these fans. You've got financial results. You know, you have got your family together now. You're growing. You know, young women who are inspiring the world. What's do you guys have any fears?
1: I have a lot of fears. I've always been a fearful person about really <laughs> irrational stuff, too. What's, I have some irrational yeah. fears What's as the
0: well. biggest biggest fear Ooh. right now for you?
1: I, For me, and I think this is more of a conflict I have in my head, um, where we both work a lot. So I'm thinking about my career and maintaining Cruella and growing as an artist. But at the same time, I feel like doing that, I'm losing touch with people in my personal life so i'm always trying to find this balance of yeah. how do you how do you hustle but then also keep people just close to you
0: too.
1: yeah it's hard it's because hard it's, hard it's like to find part of your, it's,
0: it's who you are and right? and then
1: also your relationship with yourself as well yeah totally i have this fear of losing touch with myself and not giving back to myself whether it's just time alone or collecting my energy i have a fear of losing touch with people whether or or people thinking that I'm too busy for them. I find a lot of people like, like it doesn't matter what you're doing. No one, it's not like we're busier than our sister's job or anyone else who it's not like what we're doing is on this like crazy level just because we're artists. But I have a lot of people who are usually saying, Oh, I didn't want to bother you. You're always busy. You seem busy. And that kind of makes me sad that people have this perception of me that I don't have time to give them like 30 minutes on the phone to catch up with an old friend from back at home. Yeah. So I think it's that fear of people thinking I've changed in that way. And because I still because feel like the, the same. Or... Yeah, I still feel like the same girl. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've evolved as people, but um, I, I really still feel like, mm. you know, I am the same Jahan I was in high school.
0: Right, right. And what about you? You asked me. Greatest fear? Yeah.
2: Um, Because it's relevant in my life right now. I went through a breakup recently. Oh, it, it's okay. Sorry. I actually feel very at That's peace good. right now, but. I think a fear of mine with my loved ones in general is looking back on something and knowing I didn't give a hundred
0: percent of myself you don't in, the, like in you a did. relationship. You don't feel like you did in that relationship?
2: Maybe not. I'm not sure. I still need to reflect more. Okay. Ours are very similar then. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, I never want to look, at, look back on something in general, someone, something, and think I could have given so much more love there. Mm. Even with our parents, with my sister, with... My best friends, you know, I, I never want to not be able to go back. Cause I mean, in certain relationships, you can't go back and change things. And I don't
0: want to, I don't want to regret that. Do you feel like you guys can achieve the dreams you want in your musical careers, um, and reach the pinnacle of whatever it looks like and give all the energy to that, but also have energy for everything else you're talking about?
1: there's no answer to that. You, you never know.
0: Like, is it possible to have a balanced life where you're like, Oh, I'm only going to spend a couple hours on Cruella today. And then I'm going to spend a couple hours with the family. Then myself, I mean, or is it go through phases for you guys? Phases.
2: I think phases for sure. On
0: tour, you're not gonna be able to talk to people for 30 minutes here and there. You're Mm going to be focused on the tour Mm -hmm. and giving your best. And then recharging probably, you know, in the morning or something, right?
2: Some yeah. weeks we're so busy that we don't get to even see our family. And then other weeks, like yesterday we had a cancel- cancellation of something. And so we had a whole day free. I just went and, and walked in nature with one of my best friends. It's great. And, and it's like, there is time for all these things. Yeah. Sometimes it'll come because of a cancellation or because you made the time or whatever mm. it is, but I think it's possible. Yeah. If you stay grounded and balanced, which is a, a, something you need you to do. work at, yeah. but it's
1: possible. Yeah.
0: What do you think is missing for both of you guys? Something that's missing in your life right now? Peace of mind. What would it take for you to get that?
1: Um, I'm still figuring out it out every day. Whether it's um, what I was talking about before is finding that balance because I don't have the answers no one has the answers of what's right you know if the balance is right or hustling and Mm. knowing that people that love you will still be there for you if you cancel Mm. on them um so i think it's that but these are all you know i'm making shit bigger deal in my head than it Mm. needs to be like i don't we create our own problems yeah so i think the fact that i'm spending so much energy thinking about that and like oh what am i gonna do with my life how am i gonna Keep my family knowing that I'm there for them and keeping Mm. my friends knowing that too um, while hustling with Cruella. The fact that I'm just putting so much energy and even thinking that and rather just doing, I think Mm. that's what um, gives me those like racing thoughts
0: I was telling you about before. What do you think it would take for you to have peace of mind? Like what would have to occur in your life to be like, oh, now I have peace of mind?
1: Probably what we were talking about before meditation and practicing. Yeah, just practicing different things that help me relax. Cause I've I'm always like I've always been the type of person who's like, I need to do something, do something. <laughs> you like, can't hey, just I, relax. I, yeah. Yeah. Even if doing something, even meaning like reading a book. I'm like, hey, I can't just like on a weekend doing on this. Something. It is. And it's, I need to like program myself to think that
0: way. Listening to a guided meditation is like listening to a long song. Mm. Like Headspace is a guided meditation. Yeah. That's why I do it because I can't just sit in silence personally. I need someone to guide me through the process. <laughs> so Otherwise, I'm like, yeah. what's the next thing I want to write? What's the, you know?
1: Same. That's what I would do.
0: But when I'm listening to someone and I, it's more of like I think of it like a sport. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do this right now. I'm turning on my, my app and I'm going to listen and like allow my body to relax. And then I just go through the guided visualization. And for me, it's like I allow myself to relax but also visualize my dreams at the same time. And I feel like it's extremely empowering. I need so, to get into that.
1: Just, I'm fully aware that so, I probably yeah, need to. 10 minutes uh, a day. Yeah.
0: Turn on the app and lay down. No other distractions. No dog, Aww. no sister, nothing. You gotta okay, be in a room. Because you, then you're gonna be focused on the dog. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be That's thinking true. of an excuse to do something else. Yeah. Like I just lay in my bed and by myself and do it. So something to think about.
1: I feel like rep- I'm always thinking about how to kind of reprogram my brain to think differently too. And I feel like a lot of this just like with working out, it's muscle memory. Yeah, of course. So your thoughts are the same way. It's if you give energy to certain mm-hmm. thoughts, it becomes you almost become addicted to certain yeah, negative man. thoughts and thought patterns. Um but, you know, even I'll even use the lawsuit as an example. Uh it felt like the end of the world the morning yeah. we found out and like my heart sunk and just this feeling of heaviness all day, kind of like during a breakup. That's like what you feel like. Um what really helped me put things into perspective. And actually, our, this is another way our dad has kind of taught, to, taught us to think. But he says, you're not Obama. Like, no one's dying. The world isn't ending. Like, <laughs> you're not going to war. And when I think about how, how minor something like this yeah. is in the grand scheme, you know, in the big picture, it, we really just make, we exaggerate issues in our life. Mm. And when I think about really, all, sometimes I know it's morbid, but I think about like how a death didn't occur. No one I love died in that situation. Yeah. And, um, and how that would completely turn my life around. And how this is just a little bump, yeah. what we were going through at Small the time. Small stuff. Yeah, so to I death, f- yeah. exactly. So I think it's perspective. I have to like self check in that way.
0: Right. Okay. So I
1: totally agree. Oh my God. Yeah. No but, one died. Just it. Yeah. It's <laughs>
0: true. Yeah. So peace of mind for Jahan. What about you? What's I missing? Think,
2: I think after yesterday, when I spent the whole day in nature, I was thinking about it a lot. I think I'm missing nature in my life. And it might not be the only thing I'm missing. I'm probably missing many things in my life, but I think what you're saying is so relevant to how I felt yesterday because I felt like this tiny speck in this beautiful, I was at Mm. Malibu Creek and I just cliff dove into this beautiful Creek and then just was just, you know, basking in this gorgeous day and it felt like nothing else mattered. I felt the most present I had in weeks and I was like, this is all that matters right now. And if I ever need to feel good again, I know exactly what to do. That's cool. And Nature so, doesn't lie. It does. It does uh, that's, lie. Yeah, that's a beautiful Tweet quote. Tweet that. Tweet that.
1: I, I don't know
0: if I made that up. <laughs>
1: it, that. it does a lot. God that. probably said it.
0: <laughs> um, Okay, so you don't know how many tattoos you have, but you have a bunch, right? I think I have about
2: 15. 15. I'm doing a mental count. I, You're thinking? I think yeah, okay. it's 15.
0: What is – um if you had to do a tattoo on your forehead,
2: <laughs> <no>. that <laughs> was re- that was reversed
0: so that when you looked in the mirror, only you could see it. Okay. What would you put on your forehead and I why? I
1: a kind of up one It's it. like – we were talking we were actually with adam in q who's a yes, mutual friend
0: he's amazing and
1: we were talking about the beauty of dogs and like how simple they are and how they live to survive and how you know they're not thinking about all these things about like oh am i good or actually we who knows but I don't think my dog is really thinking like, oh, they're more successful than me or like, oh, I'm not good enough or like, fat or, whatever. Yeah, or or, or <laughs> just, is he talking to other girls? Like all that stuff that we spend mm. so much time thinking about. So the simplicity of the way they think of just, I'm going to eat. I need to take a shit and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you to pet me.
0: That's it. Sleep. So yeah. it would
1: be dog or no, no, no. It would be God. I don't think
0: I'm God. Ooh. And then the mirror would be. Dog, right? Interesting. It, would it? I don't know. I yeah, do no, no, It It would be, oh, it'd be completely, the letters would be flipped. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it would
1: have to be like shit. a backwards dog. Oh, What's that
0: yeah, called yeah, when yeah. that, when it's, when you reverse it? Um, not, pe- oh, yeah, yeah, I know what it's you're talking about. Oh, no, it's not it's a palindrome. Like s- Never mind. Yeah. That's yeah. if it's the same backwards Because Adam was,
1: said, Hey, remember dog backwards is God. And we we're like, Yeah. And he's like, Not literally like your dog is God, but it's kind of a reminder that this simple, Creature, this piece of nature is just a reminder of how simple our life yeah. can be. Wow.
0: Egoless, yeah, that's ego. Good.
1: True, that's so true.
0: Mm. Okay, so that'd be your tattoo. <laughs> what about you? Oh what God. word or phrase or?
1: Oh
2: God, I don't want anything <laughs> on my forehead. But yeah, I do. Um. <laughs> Oh my god, that chick who got the Drake for, uh, tattoo <laughs> She's on her forehead—that's so fun. I am very—I would never get oh, Drake on my dance forehead. One is so good. It's great. Oh the whole gosh. album, the whole new album. Oh I feel goodness. like I'm Drake's plug right now. <laughs> You'll get views. Everybody get views. <laughs> no, it's fantastic though. Um, I would probably have to get maybe something like something in Arabic, maybe because mm. it looks beautiful. But mm. I'd get maybe family mm. or something like that. So every time I looked in the mirror and I would see the word family, I would want to hit up someone in my family. That's cool. It's the most important thing to me. Why not get it on my forehead? You, know, you
0: guys know Scooter Braun?
2: Yeah. We don't know him, but we know who He's he is. He's
0: been on the show. He's a buddy, and he has family tattooed right here. It's constant, tattoo. reminder, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Constant, constant reminder. Yeah. It's the most important thing.
1: thing. Your,
2: uh, oh, know, I have tattoos. our parents' names on my ring oh, wow. finger. That's cool. It's, oh. The ring finger is the only finger that has a vein that goes straight to the heart, which is why people have... The, they put their wedding rings on wow. the ring finger. Oh, I no so I was like, I'm probably not going to get married, <laughs> but the people who are closest to my heart, my parents, I'll get get them there
1: so sohail nita she has aisha on her back she doesn't have my name though but well,
2: we have so many tattoos together <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: that it kind of counts <laughs> you and yang, we do yeah. we
1: have yeah six eight ten i do want to yeah. get a family tree both have
0: this the name here
2: uh, oh yeah yeah we,
1: like oh, so. cool. yeah. cool yeah, we want to get a family tattoo we've been trying to convince our family i, I think our parents are getting closer to being okay with it mm. I, th- I think
2: our dad really wants to yeah. get a tattoo
1: he's he's gung-ho he doesn't work a corporate job anymore he's so like come yeah, on let like, me whatever. show my god yeah, right?
2: that- <laughs> I, I can't remember what we were gonna get but we were gonna get something something in day. arabic right yeah
1: i think that's such a beautiful thing though like ha- treating tattoos is something that unifies
0: people mm-hmm. whether it's like this crew life tattoo we have so, so many fans who it. have
2: this tattoo really we'll be like, yeah. yeah
0: that's amazing right we like yeah. flash they them at each other so good it's awesome I've been too terrified to get a tattoo. I've never felt like I've, something's resonated with me enough. My dream is always to go to the Olympics and I'm on the USA national mm-hmm. team for a sport called team handball. We didn't qualify this year, but I'm still.
2: But you're on an Olympic team? I'm handball? on the
0: USA national team. We That's just did not badass. qualify. Yeah, yeah, for team handball. It's like water polo on land. That's you cool. That. That's
1: incredible. So Do you I think always that thought, would be something. You would tattoo. I've,
0: I would always think that I would get like the Olympic rings like when I was younger, but it's, it's kind of cheesy, but I also think it's kind of means that's, like yeah, a mark dude. of greatness. You know what I mean?
1: Talk about cheesy.
0: Life <laughs> is a dance floor. Come on. Cool. <laughs> but for me, I was like, I'm not going to get a tattoo until I reach that.
2: I understand that. It's like
0: I used to have a, an ear ring piercing and a nipple ring piercing. Actually, not nice. many people <gasps> know I had a nipple <laughs> piercing on the podcast. So you're bringing it out of Woo-hoo. me. Yeah. Um, don't force it. Was, the tattoo thing though. I think yeah. That's I don't want to force it. Yeah. Because I just know so many of my friends who had them from, like, 19 are, like, getting them removed now. Because
1: mm-hmm. they don't like them.
0: They're like, oh, it was a dumb idea. It didn't have meaning. I think it's got to have meaning for me, so... Anyways.
1: You're smart. But even if it, <laughs> even if it's a regret, I have a couple regret tattoos just because really? I don't like them aesthetically, like the one on my back. Same. I, I keep it and guys, I don't even plan on removing it. But you guys look
0: so cool with them. You thank guys can you. pull it thank off. You. You're just like you got that thing. It's a reminder
1: factor. of a phase
0: though. There even you if go. you don't
1: like it anymore, I'm like, you know, it reminds me of the headspace I was in when I was twenty one and I had horrible taste
0: when I was twenty one. Right, so there right. we go. There you go. You've grown so much. <laughs> Um, okay I got a final few questions for you guys uh, and then I want to make sure I get you get you out of here um what's something you're really proud of that not many people or no one knows about maybe something you guys have done individually or together you're like you know what we're just so proud we did this one thing and we didn't promote about it we didn't you know share it on social media but it meant a lot to you guys <sighs>
1: For me, it's the. F- I'm just gonna go with the first thing that came to mind. I don't want to think about it too hard, but um, it's actually more of a lifestyle choice. Um, I would say our moderation and. But considering the scene we're in and mm. the environment we're in all the time, whether it's, you know, Bottle Service Club in Vegas or touring and just having booze in our face all the time. Just living in
0: LA, you know.
1: Exactly. Well, we don't go out much, though. Mm. So last night was like the oh first God, time we got We got go invited out. to a party and we were standing in the corner sipping slowly one drink <laughs> the entire night. We we're like, like we don't do we belong. Go out.
2: It's,
1: so I'd say it's like maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And that's something, you know, between... Hiking, working out, mm. eating healthy, like this yeah, stuff paleo. right here. Mm-hmm. And um, like even with drinking, I probably have a glass of red wine like once every mm-hmm. couple weeks with dinner. And yeah. coming from a girl who used to be like, even before Cruella came out, I was a hardcore clubber. I used to love clubbing right. and just drinking. And I was, you know, I, I guess it was new to me and like going to clubs and having a fake ID. <laughs> so coming from that te- like lifestyle temptation mm-hmm. and then touring and then who I am now, I feel... I feel like I'm proud of um, that, uh, you know, my moderation in that way, yeah. and I think that goes back to how we were raised. Being raised Muslim, being raised in a household where there was like alcohol was haram, which means just not allowed at oh. all in the house and forbidden. forbidden yeah. Right, right. So I think right now we've kind of find, we found this balance between this liberated lifestyle yeah. and this liberated celebratory lifestyle and this like really modest um, upbringing that we have. Mm. And right now I feel like we found that balance. Wow. Still finding it, too.
0: Okay. Awesome. And what about you?
1: I love what you
2: said. I really love that. Um, thank you. Because I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Mm. I'm proud of you asked me, too. Could that be another thing I'm proud of? Oh. My little sister. Yeah.
2: Thank you. That means a lot.
1: Um, I
2: am proud of something that hasn't happened yet but I'm in the process of doing. You actually don't know this either, but last August I started writing a book. I oh. you know the reason I'm only saying this is because you're a writer and because I f- feel like it's relevant. Um I'm a huge reader mm. and I always one of my dreams in life is to be like an editor for Simon and Schuster or something. Sure. It probably wouldn't happen. So <laughs> you got to go to college for that. And that's another step, but um it's it's a work of fiction based on a lot of things we've been through in the music industry. Well. And I'm like a quarter of the way through it. because it takes so long to write a book. I don't even know how you finished one. <laughs> I read books all the time. I'm like, how did these people find the time? It's a lot of work, a lot it, of energy. A year has gone by, and I'm a quarter of the way through. So I'm going to be very proud when I finish that someday.
0: When are you going to finish it?
2: I don't know. I don't have a set, because it's not my main priority. <clears throat> gotcha. It's the thing I do on long flights. I started it on the flight to Japan last year, last really? August. Yeah. Know, you don't know about I did not
1: it. know. Well, I know mm-hmm. you always talk about it. You're like, someday yeah. I'll be... Yeah. Is it like fantasy fiction? No, no,
2: it's, it's, Mm -hmm. um. It's it's kind of – it's definitely based off of a lot of our experiences really? in the music industry, but changing stories and yeah. and kind of making it into a – Exaggerating them or whatever,
0: yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Making it more interesting. Oh, you and should just, write a uh, script for a TV show.
2: Oh, my God. That would be crazy. I'm not an in, in insanely good writer. I just love books and reading and writing in general, <sighs> just that whole field. And I feel like we have been through so much that I would love to share our experiences mm. in a different storytelling way, not the exact way it happened, but – just to give some so. insight on I don't know, what, what what all this does to you. I like <laughs> this it. Industry.
0: What are what are two books that you say speak to you the most? If someone read those books, they would understand your experience or mm. get a little bit of you.
2: Um, I always have to drop name drop this book because it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's called The Gargoyle by Andrew Davidson. Oh. And it is one of those stories that becomes more of a an outlandish fantasy thing, but it starts as a very realistic book about this cynical asshole porn star actually. Huh. And this horrible thing that happens to him that transforms his entire life. And it's one of those transformation books that you read and by the end. You're like, I have come away with so much knowledge of living vicariously through this character that doesn't even exist. Wow. And so I, I love that book so much. Um, another book, I'm a huge fantasy fan. I gotta, I gotta drop another fantasy one, but, um, it's actually Kevin's recommendation, Fireblood. It's this incredible fantasy. It is an incredible fantasy series, not cheesy whatsoever, insane ca- character development. And there's so many characters in that book that I'm one of those people, like I said earlier, I don't want to come out of bad situations jaded mm-hmm. and that book has a lot of characters that maintain their humanity cool. from start to finish and you mm. get to watch their journey so i like stories like that
1: That's i feel cool. like the yeah. author of fireblood wears a trench coat um perhaps <laughs> And, and like he has like a big skull ring. Yes. I'm, just <laughs> I'm imagining <laughs> what his <laughs> website looks like.
2: <laughs> I sound like the biggest dork right now, but I love That's fantasy. Cool. Like Game of Thrones is my life. Wow, and it's like it's like Jon Snow and Game of Thrones. Do you watch that?
0: I've only watched the first two episodes. I couldn't get oh, into damn. it. Oh,
2: damn! He's just I'm one of those characters. We're the ten like, percent of
0: people. Everyone else Facebook. is talking. About, I'm more of a uh, House of Cards guy. I've never seen it. I used to it's watch it. It's amazing. That. It's amazing, but
2: I might have to get into it because too many people have told me it's great.
0: I love it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so th- I've never even heard of those books. So thanks for those recommendations. Yeah. What about you? Two, but bo- one or two books. That I are,
1: read nonfiction. I can, for some reason I can't, I can't get read fiction. fiction. I cannot read fiction in the same. way. I life. appreciate it, and I totally respect people that have the ability, the creativity, and the imagination to come up with stories. Um, I usually like I think because of my little experience at, at University of Illinois at Chicago, I loved what I read and what I learned, mm-hmm. and I like reading things that are that make me feel like a student in a way. I think it's. I don't know why I like being in that place where it's something I could learn about that helps me shape my opinions and my right. worldview. Um, I like Ryan Holiday. I am I don't know if you're familiar I with him. I just interviewed him. He's amazing. He on this on the, show. the, the podcast the
0: before this was Ryan Holiday. He was that's, here last that's week. That's awesome. This book is up here. Ego is the Enemy. We just, yeah, I just
1: started reading He was reading the last that. person
0: sitting in those chairs. Yes.
1: I, I really like – I've actually never
0: seen – That's my Which favorite one? book.
2: And my He's one of my favorite authors. Have you read anything else by him?
0: He's Um, incredible. There's there's Ego is the Enemy right there on the left. I just started reading it. Yeah, it's a good one. I like
1: the way he thinks. He's brilliant. And he's very – I like how um, he made it a point to make um, every chapter kind of about stories of other people rather Mm -hmm. than himself.
0: That's what I did with my book
1: too. With your book too. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, Ryan helped me write my book.
1: No way. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I like how he's critical. I think as I've always been kind of a critical person and I like – being critical with myself mm-hmm. and I like books that um, are like self-check, oh, self-help. There's nothing wrong with a self-help book, oh, but great. but kind of that remind me to like self-check myself uh-huh. also and to make me think like, oh shit, I do that too. And that might be like a roadblock for me or something oh, right. preventing me from um, pursuing something. And yeah. um, so I just like the way he thinks. Um, he's very real and just straightforward yeah. and um, unapologetic too. Yeah. And not afraid to say certain things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's great. The Alchemist is, is my favorite, I guess, fiction book. But it's, it's uh, so good. It's the only one I could read cover to cover in like a fiction book. It's amazing. Right? Many
1: people have recommended that. Have book you read it? No, I haven't, I haven't but I I will.
0: It's a game changer for me. Have you read me. Ishmael
2: by Daniel Quinn? No. You should read that book. It's, it's incredible. Too. I actually just reordered it on Amazon. I have the hard copy now. But cool. It's just about humanity wow. and who we are as humans sure. and what we're doing to ourselves, but in a very metaphorical sense. Right, and right. It's a quick read as well, kind okay. of like The Alchemist. Cool. So I'll
0: I Am Malala is another
1: one. I have to
0: oh yeah yeah. That's, I haven't read it but I mean I've watched her amazing. videos I'd love to have her on she seems incredible oh my god that would I be think crazy. you absolutely should yeah she'd be incredible I was
1: actually just speaking with someone from her team this morning because I would love to get involved with her foundation she's Pakistani, right? she is Pakistani yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. she just turned 19 or something Um, 18 I think a couple of days ago I'm actually
0: not sure <sighs> crazy huh it is crazy. She's it, so grounded. And-
1: yeah. Cause when I was 18, I was, I was actually, when I was talking <laughs> yeah. to someone from her team, team, I was like, when I was 18, I was taking selfies for my MySpace, like the stuff that was right. important to me when I was 18 and look at Malala who, you know, is fighting for, you know, rights of mm-hmm. people and trying to get women, young girls, um, <laughs> education and having more young women in powerful positions. It's like the stuff yeah. that. She's working on right now. I, I wish I could. She's so ahead of her time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's yeah. so mature for her age.
0: That's cool. Um. Okay. What are you guys both grateful for recently?
1: I like your questions. Me, too. <laughs> I love thinking about this This is stuff. a great interview. Uh, <laughs> what am I grateful for? There's so many things. What's the first yeah. thing that came to
0: your mind, your most grateful point in your life right now?
1: I feel like saying family is obvious because we've talked about this mm-hmm. so much. I'm trying to think of something yeah. other than family.
2: Cause that's the given.
1: I think, God, I mean, the same thing as family, just the people in my life, it all mm-hmm. boils down to this, you know, just living and existing. And I think the reason why we've, you know, after being in this <clears throat> career, the reason we're so lucky is because we have a team and we have people. So many people are alone in this industry, whether it's touring Mm -hmm. alone, kind of figuring out their shit alone, um, whether you're an actor musician yeah, and that can leave you to just question yourself all the time. But we have people kind of, we have people encouraging us all the time and that's what every human deserves is that encouragement and that push and that reminder that you're talented and you're special, which I don't think anyone's special. I kind of have that mindset where I'm like, no, we're all like lose the ego. We're not special, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I think our team and the, our tribe, I like to, I like to use the word tribe actually mm. feels a little more primal. Yeah.
2: Riffing off of that. We are surrounded. Like I said, sometimes in this industry, you get really jaded because of the people you come across, the people, the things people do to you, but our team is full of those just genuinely really good people yeah. that would never do anything <laughs> bad to anyone. And I love knowing that we're surrounded by people like that, That's nice. that I have full confidence that they're just good humans mm. and, that I'm so grateful for. And then even riffing off that, just the success we've had to be able to put food in our fridge, yeah, yeah. food in our dog's bowl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, be able to, live the way we do
0: to so do what you love probably, yeah. and make you know make money doing what you love yeah that's yeah. the ultimate
2: there is nothing better than that oh my gosh i'm Should definitely
0: grateful for
1: that when you say food it's just the most important things that every single human needs on this planet yeah. and that's you know shelter food or good food good fa- quality food yes. because one issue in america is that the cheap food is the shitty food yeah and the, I mean, every time I even go to Whole Foods, I'm like, I'm so grateful yeah, to be able to every buy time to I meat, walk through that you know? door,
2: I'm like, I'm so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for
1: being, yeah. So it's these very like fundamental needs, yeah. human needs that I'm grateful for.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I have two final questions. And before I ask them, I want to know what should we send people to to go follow? You've got the tour. Where's the website? Cruella.com, right? Where
2: dot com slash sweatbox is Cruella.com slash sweatbox is for the tour. I'm 99% sure it's a sold-out tour, but we are- It's now- already sold out. It is, but we're announcing mm. new dates very soon. Okay, so, so sign up
0: for the newsletter because exactly. we'll yeah.
2: You can sign up on Cruella.com. And then our Twitter is just slash Cruella. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is slash Cruella. Our SoundCloud is Cruella Music. Mm. But and-
1: there's- Outside, sorry, politics stuff going on with SoundCloud and our label. You're um, not going to get all the music okay. on SoundCloud. Spotify. Unfortunately, Spotify find us on Spotify. Uh, Vincent, Spotify. Yeah. I'm okay. a big Spotify user. I so like Spotify too. I like too. To yeah, yeah. Spotify.
0: And you guys have personal accounts as well, and everywhere or no?
1: Yeah,
2: Cruella, Yasmin, Cruella, Jahan.
0: Okay, so we'll link it all up on the show notes for hey, you. Yeah. Is there, you. there anything else we should tell people to get to buy to? We just sign released
2: up. our last EP a month and a half ago, Ammunition, and okay. it's on Spotify and iTunes and all that jazz. Go. But so. if they
0: listen to it on Spotify, you still get paid, right? Doesn't that work like that?
1: I, I think we I, get a penny. I, like something very minuscule. I probably
0: but... made you a lot of money on YouTube.
1: Hey. Because I just watched
0: a repeat. Yeah, thank <laughs>
1: you. <laughs> you mean you
0: made Columbia money? <laughs> oh, no. You got a piece, right? Cool. You made like yeah. four bucks from me. <laughs> Honestly,
1: the,
2: the outreach is all that really matters yeah. when it comes oh, yeah. to those things. We just want as many people to hear of our course. music as possible. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll share, the spread the message. Thank um, you. Okay. This is a question I ask everyone at the end. I ask these two final questions, and you both get to answer this. It's called the Three Truths. It's called The Three Truths. So at the end of the day, many, many years from now, um, it's the last day for both of you. You're both there. You've got all your family and friends. Everyone you care about is there. Uh, But everything you've ever created is erased from time. The music, the books you want to write, everything is gone. And you have your family that says, okay, well, here's a pen and paper for both of you. And we want you to write down the three things you know to be true about everything you've experienced in your life. That would essentially be like the message you give to us since we don't have any of your work anymore. So what would be your three truths, the three things you know to be true about your experience that you'd pass on? We'll start with the youngest.
2: I think the first thing would have to be in my dad's voice in my head, be a good person. He tells us that all the time. Um, I love this quote, and I think I'll use it as a, as a truth. Um, the meaning of life is to have a life of meaning. Mm. I love that quote. What is my last one?
1: Oh, I love that one.
2: And I guess the last one, I think about this a lot because in our industry, it's so money focused mm-hmm. and success driven and everyone's hustling. If you don't have people you love more than anything to share your success with, it is worth nothing.
0: Those are solid. Okay. I so like yeah, those. 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 Those are, are my great. Too. Okay. Oh, uh
1: huh. I like what you said about a life full of meaning. Mm. Um. Say love is the answer. That's something mm-hmm. we've heard before. Um, be real with yourself and don't lie to yourself because I think it's so easy to kind of create in this, live in this world of illusion where, mm-hmm. um, you don't want to face the truth about how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others, how you feel about what you're doing. That's something I try to remind myself every day. And then that success isn't based on what you've achieved financially or what kind of, uh, or, or not based on fame either. What I've come to realize, like what success really means to me is sometimes what you said that your ability to, you know, go into nature and to, you know, have a family dinner to me, that's success. Mm. And our dad actually always says, um, I love this quote. Yes, it's our grandfather's quote, actually. Actually, I don't know if it's really his quote. It might be someone else's that was passed down. But he said, uh, success is measured by the happiness of your children. And I think that's so humbling. Not like we have kids, but it just strips away everything, you know, image, fame, um, achievements. And it just boils it down to just the peace and happiness of your children, mm. what kind of life they're living. Mm. I love great. the simplicity of that.
0: That's cool.
1: Awesome. I like that question, though. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah, those
0: are great answers. Thank, you, um, thank you. Before I ask the fun, the very final question, I want to take a moment to acknowledge you both uh, for the incredible gifts that you both bring to the world. You thank guys you. are a symbol of authenticity, of realness, of like raw energy and passion. Like Everything you guys do, I think of like real passion. Thank and you. Thank you. You're a, a, a symbol of empowerment for so many women in the world who... Probably don't have the courage to to go after their dreams, and you guys are living it. You're doing it as a family, and you're uplifting so many people. So Thank I just you. want to acknowledge you both for being incredible human beings, Thank and, you. and also for coming on here. Of it means course, we're yeah, yeah. so honored. Thank this you. This is probably one of my favorite interviews. I same say. I think we got real a real great team. model uh, for yeah. that too. Cool.
1: Just really getting to know someone and just mm-hmm. genuinely being interested in what they're saying. Yeah. And back to family too, because it was such a theme in everything we talked about. With, like, everything going on in the world, we talk about this a lot, whether it's, you know, gun violence or these mass terror attacks. I think what it all boils down to is you could say, like, gun laws, you know, education is really just family. I think a lot of people – like, we're losing sense of that family unit in this country and that community – And I think that's so important for your sense of self and knowing that you have people that are relying on you and people you can rely on. And that's what keeps you in check. And I think that's an issue in this country. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. There's so many factors. It could be like social media addiction or fame obsession or whatever it is. But I think that family unit is the most important thing.
0: That's great. That's great. Okay. Final question for both of you. What is your definition of greatness? We'll let you start this time. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Definition
2: of greatness. (laughs) Hashtag greatness.
0: (laughs)
1: Oh, my God, my definition of greatness. I'm thinking about the effect you have on others to inspire people and influence people, to guide people um, while being real with yourself and while being Mm. vulnerable. So it's this fine balance between being a leader and being powerful, but also vulnerable and sensitive.
0: Mm, That's great. Thanks for that. Thank you. Definition?
1: Mine is
2: similar because I think greatness is a mix of authenticity, but then still being able to relate as many people as Mm. possible. It's I always use this reference lately because they've done it so perfectly. 21 Pilots. I don't know if you're a fan of the band. We love them. They have managed to reach everyone. They are so mainstream now, Mm. but never lose that sense of self and true to their weirdness, their awkwardness, their their just individuality and i think that is so inspiring to see people yeah. who are truly themselves up on a stage in front of thousands of people and touching every single person in the crowd mm. and i'm relating it to a crowd because that's how i relate to but that's just in everything in life
0: yeah, so, yeah. ladies i appreciate you buying this book Thanks, Lewis. Out. Thanks i can't wait so to read your book too yeah, yeah. yes
2: i'm so excited awesome thank, Thanks, you. thank, thank you. you thank you
0: appreciate it there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. I loved connecting with these sisters. They're just so full of love and light and energy and positivity, and they're they're up to big things. I love seeing women who are supporting one another, who are lifting others up, who are creating things that are impactful and that are pursuing their passion. They're just such a great example of what's possible in the world, what's possible when you pursue a dream when you pursue a gift that is burning inside of you we can create so much more than we even think is possible if we just go after it if we start in the process if we take the steps cultivate our gifts bring people around us to support us in making our gifts come to life these women are doing it make sure to follow them Uh, subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time here Just subscribe over on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And check out the full show notes and video interview over at lewishouse.com slash 355. And if you enjoyed this interview, if you love the ladies of Cruella, then please share this out with your friends and tag at Cruella. And you can tag both of their uh, Twitter and Instagram names as well, which will be back on the show notes, lewishouse.com slash 355. You can connect with both Jahan and Yasmin over there as well and let them know what you thought. I appreciate you guys so very much. And I want you to know that you are so special. You are so worthy and you matter so very much. And you know, as I go around the country speaking and doing workshops and events, I meet so many people that don't believe in themselves. So many people that feel like they don't matter. And I want you to know that for many, many years growing up, I felt like I didn't matter. And it's horrible feeling inside it's the most lonely depressing feeling to feel like you don't matter like you don't belong and I want you to know that you do belong and you do matter the most important step is first believing in it yourself even when you feel like it's hard to believe even when there's evidence showing you otherwise I want you to know that you matter so much and you are so worth it continue to hold on to that Believe in that and start moving towards your gifts. Start doing things that light you up, that make your heart sing. And each day will get better and better. I promise you that. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.